0: My name is Mike Rogers. This week's edition of The Welsh Wire is sponsored by the Family Business Alliance. Here's Sherry Welsh with more. Today we're here with A.J. Willett, who is the president and CEO of LogiQuip. A.J., welcome to The Welsh Wire.
1: Hi, Sherry. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for being with us. So tell us a little bit about LogiQuip. Tell us about the business and who you are and what you do.
1: So LogiQuip's a uh, healthcare storage company. we provide a healthcare storage equipment to hospitals, uh, primarily acute care hospitals across the U.S. Uh, basically, we provide uh, equipment and services to hospitals and maintain that help them maintain their inventories and uh, maximize their space. This, hospitals are usually um, s- stressed for space; they're having a hard time storing the inventory they, they need to service their patients, their customers, and we help them with that.
0: Okay, so is that uh, emergency rooms, back offices? I mean, what is that? Uh,
1: literally, just about every de- we can help every just about every every department in the hospital. Wow! Uh, all the way from the SPD to next to the patient.
0: Wow! So do you serve clients and and hospitals primarily in Michigan or across the United nope. States? Or uh,
1: we are across the United States. We have uh, we service virtually every market.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So you've got representation across the United States with a sales team and That's correct, folks yeah. that help you. Wonderful. Yep. Do, you, do you have a niche in any particular type of hospital group or area of the country, AJ? Um, or?
1: Not necessarily any particular area of the hospital uh, or, excuse me, any uh, area of the U.S., uh, but um, we are... Um, like I said, primarily acute care hospitals. So, so
0: acute care across the U.S., that's your, yeah, that's and, your target and the, market. And the
1: systems that they, they produce or that they're, they're working with. So.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. And how many years has the company been around?
1: Yeah, It started in 1992. Uh, two entrepreneurs, Dick Flynn and Dave Keener, started the business. Uh, basically, they were uh, transitioning away from a um, a shopping cart <laughs> business, okay, basically. Okay, yeah. And um, they, they got into healthcare and uh, built the business into what it is today.
0: Interesting. It's a very interesting model, um, one that you don't think about as a, as a consumer in a hospital, right? right you don't think about right. what goes on behind the scenes. It's very interesting. I wonder how they came up with that idea. Do you know much about the innovation? Well,
1: I know that their ex- expertise was in wire, and so they okay. started to produce a higher quality shelving than the rest of them, the uh, suppliers were doing. And that works very well in the healthcare environment because uh, there's certain conditions that have to be met to maintain uh, infection control, et cetera. So uh, it was a kind of a natural fit from there, and they just took their knowledge and expertise and transferred it over.
0: So from a wire shelving business, it evolved into really being sort of a supply chain management operation for...
1: Yeah, we acute yeah,
0: care hospitals. Yeah,
1: we provide everything from, like I said, wow. flat wire shelving to uh, warehouse racking to uh, patient treatment carts uh, that sit next to the patient. So,
0: excellent, yeah. excellent, great story right here in Michigan. Yep. So, how did you get involved with the business? Tell our listeners about that.
1: So, I was um, I was doing my thing, working for another employer. It, was, it had been there about twelve years, and it was basically time to start thinking about the next step, if you will. <clears throat> and so been contacted through a mutual friend about this opportunity and ended up interviewing for the position never heard of logic's kind of like the best known or best kept secret in in uh, West Michigan nobody's ever heard of it before so uh, when they contacted me about interviewing for the position uh, the CEO position I didn't know anything about it and didn't have any experience in necessarily healthcare care right. uh, but uh, it was an interesting interesting opportunity and the company seemed very dynamic, very interesting as well. So I ended up interviewing for the position. <clears throat> the Dave Keener had been the uh, managing partner, if you will, for the U.S. here, and he had decided that it was time to retire. Okay. So Dick, uh, the other partner in the business, was buying him out so that he could, he could move on. Dick wasn't ready to retire yet. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> they needed somebody to manage the business here, and that's uh, uh, what they were looking for, and it was right. very intriguing to me, as I said. So, uh, I ended up uh, interviewing for the position and got the job. And the next thing I know, I'm I'm working there.
0: Yeah. So for them, it was part of a well thought out strategy correct. to transition uh-huh. from two partners.
1: Correct. They, one who
0: was running the operation and one who sounds like maybe was a little bit more in the background.
1: That's correct. Yep. And uh, you know they had they had been approached about selling the business earlier. Okay. <clears throat> and um, they. Uh, they didn't want to do that it didn't work out what have you so yeah. the next this was their their plan b if you will right uh and they had a very defined plan as to how this was going to work out so effectively you know dave was um going to exit the business um through dicks buyout and uh the ceo actually was going to go run another one of dicks businesses and <clears throat> um, they needed somebody to run the business here right. and that's where uh, that's where i came in so they had they had this all Planned out, if you will, and, and well thought out in advance.
0: Oh yeah, which is the way to do it. So many folks don't no. think that far ahead, but it sounds like they had everything all buttoned up and knew exactly how they wanted it to happen, and uh, it worked out really well for all of you. Yep. So you came in day one, and the transition sort of started. How long did that take?
1: <clears throat> uh, it took a little longer than it was expected. You know, the uh, Dick and Dave were working out uh, Dave's exit. Uh, he was so I started in. July, August of 2015. Mm -hmm. And the plan was that uh, Dave was going to um, complete everything and be done. And I say done, he's still actually a consultant for the business. So it's not like he completely just left. It it was just that the day-to-day operations Mm -hmm. were, he was going to end that in October. And then the COO actually, he, or no, I'm sorry. Dave was going to leave by the end of the year. The COO was going to leave by October. Well, the, the CEO ended up leaving, and he, he went to run the other company that, that Dick runs down in Florida. And um, there was some delays as these things happened. Sure. Know. And uh, Dave ended up leaving in, in March of 2016. Okay. And that worked out really well because that gave me the time to spend with actually both of those guys, uh, more time with Dave, obviously, but um, working with them to understand, okay, what is logic? How does it work? What, you know, what's the market? How does this all Uh, work out. Right. So that worked out to be a a pretty nice benefit, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they often say in a sale of a business, the owner will stay on in a consulting sort of capacity for a year afterwards, sometimes more, but usually a year is, is about the right spot. In this case, with transitioning the operational leadership, it sounds like you almost went a year. From June, July, till about March, yep. when Dave said it was time to go. And that seemed like about the right amount of time for you to be able to get your hands around everything and understand.
1: Yeah, I would say that's true. Uh, as I said, Dave's still actually, in, you know, he's still a consultant for the business, right? So right. It, didn't, it didn't end at that point. He just, but the, the day to day stuff, right? Absolutely. Yeah, him that, showing
0: up, which is, and it's also great to have someone involved like that in the business who says, hey, I'm here on the ready. If you need right. me, call me. That's an Awesome thing to be able to to have access to like that that expertise when you need it, but by March, the reins were handed over to you. Yep. And this is March of now sixteen. Yep. And you're you're running things. That's right. So you are the president and CEO. Dick is still he's got full ownership of the company at that point in right. time, but there came a point at which you started to explore perhaps owning the company wholly yourself and buying out Dick. So how did that come to
1: be? <clears throat> well, yeah, that was one of those funny stories. So three months or so after, so this would have been, I guess, June-ish, July, something of that nature in 2016, uh, Dick comes to me and says, hey, there's another company that may be interested in buying LogicWip. You know, what do you think? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And Whoa, that's frankly, a I mean, surprise! Yeah,
1: it it you know caught me off guard. I didn't expect that. And, I, and for the record, I, I don't think Dick did either. This was kind oh, of an un, sure. uh, you know, unforeseen but event.
0: But there's so. a lot of that going on, right. and has been for the past several years. Mergers and acquisitions are happening all the time, so right. not surprising, really. Right. But right. was a bit of a shock to you. That's correct. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> so he he says, hey, what do you think? And I'm like, ah, you know, geez, I don't know. Let me let me think through that. And we talked about it a little bit, and it wasn't. It was very early on, so we didn't really you know we agreed that we think through that and maybe meet with them and talk to them whatever but nothing really happened for another 3 months or so you know sure. something like that so dick comes back into town and and um i guess i should back up so he says to me the first time that you know there's another company that's interested and i and i you know have to say to be honest i'm like oh if, if he's interested in selling maybe maybe i could find a way to do something like that right so Whoa. um just in just Thinking to myself, and sure. uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm like, there's no way I, I don't have any idea how to make this one like that happen. So I'm not even, you know, I'd, I'd that'd be crazy. I right? can't
0: believe I just said Is that. Right? I don't know how to well, do this. Right. Fortunately,
1: at that point, I had just said it internally. But then he comes down three months later or something like that, and um, he, he mentions it again. And so, and I remember this day very clearly because I remember thinking, Jesus, am I really saying this? Right. And right. I said to him, I said, well, you know, Dick. If what would you think if if I tried to find a way to make something like that to buy the company? Yeah. And to Dick's, to Dick's credit, and uh, he deserved a lot of it. Um, he he was all on board. Uh, he was uh, very very supportive. In mm-hmm. fact, I think he said, "Man, I'd love for that to find a way to make that happen." Oh. And um, great. And I'm like, "Well, oh, that's great, Dick." But I have absolutely no idea how to do something <laughs> like this. I said, uh, "You know, I no experience with that. I have no right. no idea where to get the money. No, you know." I, I, I can't just write to you a check, you know. So yeah. you got to give me some time. And and, and again, to Dick credit, he was very patient uh, through the process. So mm. he, he gave me the time to make something like that happen. And um, you know that's why that's why we're here, today,
0: right? So, right. So so how did how did you put that together? You said it. Okay. Now I got to figure it out. What was your next call? You told Dick, and then what happens after that?
1: So Dick leaves, and I'm um, sitting there thinking to myself, okay, pretty excited. And you know, I mean, I have to admit, I was I was. Uh, Pretty pumped up about it yeah um but then I, the reality came in i'm like you know how do you make something like that happen mm-hmm. so i ended up doing what everybody does and i googled it basically <laughs> so yes um you know i knew that or i thought that the sba would be would be involved mm-hmm. and started on the sba site um started finding out what loans were available through the sba programs because uh, right. i definitely knew that i was going to need them for that and um on the sba site actually there's a uh, there's a portal and I. Don't remember what it's called, but there's a portal that you enter in some specifics about the business, some very basic information. Sure. And then what they do is they send that information out to you know preferred lenders or lenders that are, are signed up for the site. Or, you know, I don't know what the qualifications are, but there was they, they had pre-disposed uh, lenders ready to work with people. And it was based on the criteria of the company, the size of the the sales, the profitability, et cetera. So you get a little
0: nugget, a little description, right. and a few numbers about the company and say, hey, if you're interested right contact aj cuz he, he'll that's give you right. more details
1: and that's basically what ended up happening so i ended up getting uh calls and uh quite a few people reached out you know some pretty quickly it wasn't you know there wasn't enough equity in the deal or there wasn't enough going on that they were interested some want smaller deals some want bigger deals so sure. not all of them fit um but i was frankly rather encouraged with how many uh lenders actually reached out to
0: and so huh, are we talking three? Are we talking eight? Oh, that-
1: I probably had uh, at least a dozen. Oh, that's um, wonderful. That I had at least some initial contact with. Not right. Not all of them you know, worked out, obviously.
0: No, but how encouraging for you, right. thinking, I don't know where I'm going to go. And now you've got at least 12 yeah. organizations, yeah. banks, lenders, that are saying, well, we want to talk. That's right. great.
1: Right. So there were some uh, that um, I knew I wanted to try to meet with and work with. Um, Basically, you know, the banks that were local, if you will, were very interesting to me uh, or had a local presence. I mean, I had a lot of banks lenders across the U.S. that I'd never heard of before. You know, I just didn't feel like the right thing. So I. Kind of settled in on the ones that seemed like they had the resources to make something like this happen, as well as were you know had a local presence. Right. You um, probably
0: had a banking relationship established already. W- Was that institution helpful to you
1: at all? Uh, well, they they were they were interested, um, but ultimately they weren't able to uh, put help me put together a deal. Um, okay. And I you know it, it wasn't uh, not a negative or anything against them. Right. It just it just wasn't a right fit for them. Um, and f- frankly, you know, I think the SBA thing, they weren't as tight with the SBA as, as some of the other ones, right? Okay. So and that's where we started down this path, was working very tight, very closely to the SBA. Um, when I started talking to them, it was very clear to the lenders, it was very clear that there's some very, very strict restrictions and guidelines that have to be met for the SBA uh, loans to be approved. And the ones that have, in-house SBA departments, if you will, um, had a, had an advantage. Okay, uh, when we're when I, from my perspective, when I was working with them, it was very clear to me. Okay, these guys understand exactly what needs to happen to make this SBA thing work.
0: Right, right, um, and the ho- and let me just back up and ask for a second. And that and the decision to go SBA as opposed to some other type of financing or another option for how to how to get this deal done, in hindsight now, that was a good move for you.
1: It was. It, it, it was
0: the right move. It was for the you. right
1: move at that point in time for yes. sure. Uh, and and it, and because they have some very nice programs yeah. for people that don't have a ton of equity to put in and, and need to borrow a ton of money, um, such as myself. Yeah. Uh, so really, it was a really good option. It, it, it really were. It was a great option. Good. For sure. Good. So
0: challenging. I mean, it sounds like a little Oh, yeah.
1: So it, it was a challenge. We spent um, literally the better part of a year uh, trying mm-hmm. to craft a an agreement um, that made sense for everybody uh, around the SBA requirements, around the SBA guidelines that have to be met. Um,
0: and Dick was patient during very this time. Patient.
1: yep. And he deserves all the credit in the world for that because that was the key part um, that – uh, help make this. If, if somebody had been less patient, they would have given up long before this ended up happening.
0: Yeah, to, you know, uh,
1: and that would have been. And that's. I wouldn't have blamed anybody for having done that. It did take a ton of time to put this together. It was a fairly complicated deal. Yeah. Uh, we were, you know, Dick uh, continues to own some other businesses that we actually transact with, that we do business with, um, and uh, we needed to support them because uh, we. That's what we had. We had been supplying. We were a master distributor for their uh, Canada operations. Uh, we were buying some products from from that they manufacture up in Canada. So there was there was a lot of intricacies with that whole process, which made it more complicated of as course. well. Of um, course, and uh, it it uh, there, it took a lot. It was not just a okay. I'm going to write a check. Here's your you know sign here, and we're going to move on. Right. There was a lots of agreements involved. Uh, lots of details that had to be hammered out, and they all had to be hammered out and worked through the SBA restrictions and guidelines that they have put, they have in place.
0: Right, so. right. All the while, you're still running a business.
1: You're right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to figure out how to buy this business all the while still running it. Exactly. So right. that's a full time job and a half.
1: Yep, yep. It uh, and that would be one thing I would say to people that were looking at doing this is uh, it's very exhilarating. It's it's you know I don't have any regrets, but uh, it definitely was like having a, a second. Full time job, you Wow. Know, nights and weekends and everything else. So it was a uh, took a ton of time, but
0: yeah, but worth I it in the end. Work, work, worked so out, what yeah. were some of the major hurdles that you faced in that year that you had to overcome in order to get this deal done?
1: So ultimately, the SBA um, uh, re- restrictions became a became a problem. Um, Okay. it uh and it, it it didn't become we didn't become aware of that problem until literally like the 11th hour it was it oh. was near the end and and dick had by this point had reached his level of uh patience mm-hmm. <laughs> or his limit of patience I should say and um so it came to the 11th hour the SBA was um i think we're pretty sure now they had some concerns about actually how I said we, we do some business with some of Dick's other companies. That's actually a problem for the SBA, even though it's, it's, you know, a distant relationship or what have you. Uh, they just, uh, we think that's what um, the problem was. They actually okay. never actually got back to me. I don't know if they ever did to um, to fifth third who ended up being the, the lender here, but wow. it, it that's, we think that became a problem. So in the 11th hour, Dick's getting impatient, um, and we're like, hey, you know, we've spent a lot of time and a lot of effort on this thing. Um, And, uh, you know, these deals fall apart all the time for things like this. So uh, fortunately, uh, Fifth Third uh, was aware of the Michigan Strategic Fund. And when Fifth Third started to realize that the SBA thing was starting to kind of unravel, um they reached out to some contacts and or i don't know exactly how they did it but they reached out to the Michigan Strategic Fund and um ended up uh, working a deal where the Michigan Strategic Fund was able to uh back the loan and um so I,
0: SBA I, pulled out of it altogether
1: Well so actually the SBA just never really formally uh finalized or gave us an answer or anything like that because it was literally like i said we were Hey guys, I need an answer. This is this is falling apart, right? And um, wow. they 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 Michigan Strategic Fund came in and um, worked with Fifth Third, worked out a, a deal that made sense. We actually kept everything in place, uh, like it was built for the SBA, which was what Fifth Third wanted to see, and um, but within ten days of uh, Fifth Third reaching out to Michigan Strategic, mm-hmm. Strategic Fund, um, they. They had a they had an agreement.
0: Oh, and terrific! So
1: you know, literally a month after that, we had closed. We closed on the on the business. So in November, or November thirtieth of twenty seventeen, we closed on the business. So that was the time frame, right? June, July of twenty sixteen to November of twenty seventeen. An
0: excruciating was, long process, yeah. but it sounds like you had. I mean, you really had to go through all of those steps to get to ultimately where you needed to be. What was really the very best. Yep. option for you and getting the money that you needed yeah, to, to it, buy that business. Yeah, it
1: was a, an excruciating process. Uh, yeah. But without a doubt, you know, it forced us to get very detailed and think through a lot of these uh, you know, de- scenarios of working with the other companies, et cetera. So it, it did. It, it, you had a we, real we, good
0: roadmap and yep. a plan for where and, you're going to go based really, on what they made you go through. Yeah, Roadmap's a
1: good word because that gave us the guidelines that we needed. Okay. This is how this has to work. This is how this has to work. And it really did provide a very detailed roadmap uh, for us to, to complete this deal.
0: Yeah. So when you started with the SBA, they, I'm assuming they maybe connected you with fifth third in the process. Those are one of the institutions that.
1: Yeah, actually uh, I think I got in contact with fifth thirds through a a consultant that I was uh, working with or to talk to. I think they were actually the ones that had talked to the, that, I made the initial contact with Fifth Third. It wasn't through the SBA portal. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know if, if um, you know, it wasn't that Fifth Third doesn't work with the SBA. Right, like right. That. It was just, I think it was just a, a And part of your discovery type. and yeah, conversation
0: the, it led there. And then they were able to introduce you to the Michigan Strategic Fund, which you knew nothing I about. I knew nothing
1: about it. Frankly... They deserve a lot of credit here, and I want I, I uh, to... Yeah, and tell
0: us about them, because yeah. all of our listeners may not understand the Michigan Strategic Fund, who they are and what they're about. They well, might be curious. And
1: I don't know. I didn't know anything about them either. Yeah. I uh, never heard of them before. Um, no very... A little bit now, but um, I will tell you that I did... They have uh, broad authority. I think this is how it's on, on the website, is they have broad authority to promote economic development and to create jobs within Michigan. Um, and... You know, I'll be honest with you. When Fifth Third said, "Hey, we may know of another path," we've got this. You know, strategic fund. Right. Um, I thought, jeez, you know, I mean, we're 35 employees. There's, you know, it's no big deal, right? They're not going to care about our little business. Um, quite frankly, uh, I, I was shocked that they do. And it, and like I said, I they within a, like 10 days said, "Yep, we'll help you. We can make this happen."
0: Got it and done. I give
1: them a ton of credit for that because we're just a little small business here in Michigan, and mm-hmm. you know, um, there was a very real risk it was going to to leave yeah. Michigan, uh, and and that was true. And they yeah. uh, and they without them, that may probably would have happened to to be realized.
0: That, that's a great so, story, yeah. And hats yeah. off to them. Yep,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. We're stepping and, up and saving and, the day here, and so quickly. You know, when like yeah, I said, right. I started to say when Fifth Third said, "Well, you know about the strategic fund," I didn't have, I didn't give them a lot of. Um, uh, I didn't give a lot of credence that I didn't thought, oh, no, there's no way that's going to actually happen, mm-hmm. but they came in, they made it happen quickly. They cared about the business and, um, uh they, they did actually follow through and made it happen. So
0: wonderful. Yeah.
1: I give them, I wanna I wanna give them a lot of credit for that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hats off to them. So now looking back, you've learned a lot in this process. So you might have some good advice, a few best practices that you would share with others who might be thinking, you know, I'd like to transition out of my business and sell it. I'd like to perhaps buy the business that I'm, you know, running right now. I think the owners are getting an age where they might want to do. What can you share with our listeners about what you've learned, AJ? So
1: So the first thing I would say is that, uh, you know, I know there's a ton of people that are looking to to retire, transition their business out. And for those people that are looking to do that, I think that this worked out to be a a pretty fair deal for everybody involved. You know, I came in, understood the business for a couple of years, and then ultimately was able to buy it. And from the the continuity of the company, uh, for the benefit of the employees, Mm -hmm. um, you know, this was a really good deal, and I know that was very important to Dick and Dave that they wanted to make sure that the the company continued on and yeah. uh, was successful. So this worked out to be a pretty good deal. It was a long process, like especially mm-hmm. if you look at it from the fact that they they brought me on, um, not necessarily with the intent of buying the business, but they brought me on to be the next uh, phase of the management, if you will, and then I ultimately ended up buying the business. That was you know roughly a two and a half year process. So that that took some time, right? So some, somebody's they got to get ahead of that if they want to do this. But at the same time, the fact that I was in the business and understood the business, at least to the level that I did when I, when I started down this road, um, that gave me the confidence to actually follow through on this Oh, for sure. Right? right. So I think it really worked out from both perspectives. It worked out to be a win.
0: Right, um, right. So it was well thought out. Well executed. Right. Um, from where you sat, you had an opportunity to buy a business that you intimately knew, right. knew how to run, had confidence in your ability to run. Um, that really makes it work, yep. doesn't it? In a yep. unique way. So they, yeah. the foresight that they had, in that was excellent. Right. And the opportunity that you had to be in that for months, years before it right. officially became yours. Yep. Really, really worked. What else? What else did you learn?
1: So I, I guess the next thing I'd want people to know is you know frankly if i can do it just about anybody could um, i you know there's a lot of resources out there and literally i started googling it right i mean yes. I, you know i am kidding well
0: you're humble i you think know, you're very humble about the process about that, You're but you're very very smart in what you did <laughs> well. googling and beyond right i mean you you knew how to ask the right questions to the right people and bring the right advisors around you but if you dig hard and work hard you're saying
1: yeah well and and you touched on something there that i also want to make mention of is that Uh, there are, you know, it took a team of people, literally a team of people. I mean, from accountants to lawyers, to, uh, lenders, to the strategic fund. I mean, it was, there was a ton of people involved in this and I had a lot of really smart people helping me. I would obviously advise people that if you're going to do something like this, you should you should uh, surround yourself with really smart people oh absolutely, um, yeah, but uh, because we did, and it, it worked you know, right it made sense and and um, you know there are there are a lot of resources out there, there are a lot of people that I think are looking to transition out of a business but mm-hmm. don 't want to necessarily see it. Uh, you know, go away, right? right? Well, What's their
0: legacy? You know, right. most entrepreneurs have spent years building something like this, and they all have a dream that it's going to continue on after they exit, but they want to turn it over to someone that they, you know, that they right. know is going to do well for right. it. So, yep. yeah, it does so. take. it. I hear you. So it takes a whole team to be able to do that, yep. and I know you said it takes a lot of time
1: too. It's, it's uh, it took a massive amount of time. Um, you know, for those eighteen months or so, whatever that worked out to be. Um, you know, it was, it was, uh, two full-time jobs. One was learning and running the business that I was paid to do. And the other one was trying to figure out how to, to buy that business. And, you know, I think people listening to this will probably think, oh yeah, whatever. I'm telling you, it took a ton of time and it took, uh, you know, uh, a, a very dedicated effort to, to get that done, you know, probably, maybe some less complex deals. As I say, there was some intricacies about the way that we were working. Maybe that wasn't, maybe that was my experience and somebody else's would be less so, but just from the standpoint of what the SBA requires Mm -hmm. to put something like that together. um, And the details within that is it's, you've got to be very precise and uh, to, you want to make sure you're not screwing that up. Right. Right. So uh, it does take a ton of time. Uh, There's going to be lots of ups and downs. Um, you know, I started everywhere from being really excited uh, to, oh my gosh, what have I done? Why do I why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> this is the worst idea ever. Yeah. Uh, to, okay, well, now I know why I'm doing it. You know, fortunately, you know, we had a good team of people helping me with the acquisition, but there's also, I couldn't, couldn't be prouder of the team that we have at LogicUp. you know, and that was, that's kind of what motivated, motivated me to be real honest with you is I'm like, look, we've got a lot of good people here. We got a lot of good things we're doing. Pretty excited about it in general when I was just working there. And then, the opportunity to actually own the business and keep that team and keep those those things that we had, were doing uh moving forward was was what motivated me to through the down moments. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and I was going to ask you about the team a little bit and where they fit into all this. Yep. When leaders, owners of a business are transitioning out and new leadership is coming in, that's always a tenuous time. <clears throat> People are trying Correct, to figure yeah. out, well, we like the new person. Are we going to get along? Is this going to work out? I don't really know. And then, not only do you come in and start to lead that new business but now you're going to buy the business right. so it sounds like they were solidly in your camp cheering you on they were they were great about this
1: yeah, everybody's been great no doubt about that um been very supportive um you know it was we we kept it confidential kept it from you know i had a, a, a several key people that i mm-hmm. was getting information from i couldn't i couldn't do it without getting that information For sure. right um, so they were involved, but, uh, in general, people, um, were not officially made aware of it. I think some people knew that it probably didn't say anything, you know, yeah. you know, et cetera. But, um, that was one of the fears that I had was I kind of got down to, you know, all right, this is, this is actually going to happen. And then mm-hmm. you start to think about, okay, what is the transition plan? What, are, you know, how do we make the announcement? How do we tell people about it? And when you start to think about that, you start to realize, what if these people say, Hey man, I, I'm I'm work. I was working for Dick and Dave. I don't have any desire to work for you. I'm out of here, right? Right. And so literally now, I've signed the papers and I've got no team to do any business with, right? right? And that so and I, you know, I I guess that's something that maybe I don't know if everybody worries about or not. But I, I I realized at that point, I remember very distinctly at some point in time thinking, Hey, I I what if everybody left? You know, that would be a yes. bad deal. Um But I will tell you, fortunately for me. Virtually everybody was uh, supportive. Uh, Yeah, you know, I I, from from the internal team that we have in in Galesburg, actually, they were. I couldn't ask for any better than that. They were uh, behind me, and then we started making calls to our to our reps across the U.S. Uh, making them aware of that. And that became, you know, I'm like, oh, geez, you know, these guys have worked with Dick and Dave for mm-hmm. you know, 20 years or whatever. Uh, they might bolt. That, what yeah. they and then fortunately, everybody was ultra supportive and, uh, mm. in fact, very motivated, very, very uh, helpful, and uh, continues on to this point so far. Oh, so, that's great. Yeah, because
0: yeah, that, that is a – Really tenuous thing. You just right. don't know how they're going to feel about things, but at the end, they must almost feel a sense of relief, I would guess, and yep. because they, you know, they can see the gray hair, right, in the owners, and they can be wondering, you know, silently, I don't know how yep. long they're going to hang on here and what's going to happen to us and our jobs, but to know that you've come in now and bought the company and there's years of longevity ahead yeah. for the organization and potentially for them is kind of got to be a comforting thing to them too. That,
1: and 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 that was the largely the feedback that I got was that they all could see the writing on the wall, you know, it's not Dick and Dave weren't getting any younger. Right. Uh, And what happens to the company, what happens, uh, you know, uh, because there is a history or there is the possibility, I should say that um, people would change the reps and change the team and people around and everything like that. And so for somebody that was an insider, such as myself, at least they had some experience with me to that point, maybe not a ton, but certainly not, 20 years or whatever uh but they had some experience with me some comfort with that and and frankly that was the feedback everybody got me hey that's great we're glad to see that this is going to continue on we want to be a part of it and uh that's you know, like i said everybody's been very supportive
0: right so it sounds like you've got a bright future ahead you own the company you got a great team in place what's yeah. ahead in the next 12 months for well Equip?
1: you know we uh we're we're making some improvements here and there we've got new uh products coming out and uh you know, we've got, uh, the, the, the future is very bright. Uh, I'm very excited about it. I think our team is very excited about it. And uh, lots of lots of good things coming down the road.
0: Wonderful. Yeah. Well, AJ, thank you so much for being with us today. We are excited about your success and wish you all the best in the months and years ahead. And thanks for being our guest today on well, The Welsh Wire.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. It's great to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.